Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Couchwarmers Fantasy Football Podcast. Now, I am sorry that I've been away, but I got this little thing called the real world and real life that I've been having to take care of. Um, you know, I'm not getting paid for this. I just do this at my own time. It's a, something to keep the keep the season interesting, you know, get, liven it up a little bit for you so it's not just a, a dull thing going on through the season. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not getting paid for it, so... You know, I can I can take those those times that I need to take care of issues in the real world. Thank goodness for that. But uh, today, what we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about matchups and people to be worried about so far this season. Now, for tonight, we have the Thursday night football. We have the pa- the Packers and the Eagles playing tonight. Now, thank God for this. You get to watch the Packers actually play an offense. Everybody is crowning them as as a defense that is vastly improved, but you've played the Chicago Bears offense, the Vikings offense, which consists of Dalvin Cook. And Dalvin Cook, he, he fed well against their, their defense. It's just that Kirk Cousins is a horrible quarterback who's overpaid, and they couldn't utilize him because he's just not that good. So Dalvin Cook was their offense on that, and then they couldn't stop him. It's just a running back can only do so much without a quarterback. Now, then they played the Broncos. <laughs> oh man, uh, Joe Flacco is terrible. I mean, it, can it, can everybody agree on that? He's kind of like the Eli Manning situation where you should have you should have retired several years ago, but you just keep going to get a paycheck. Just quit. If you had quit right now in the middle of the season, nobody would miss you. It's it's a bad bad situation. Okay, so they finally get to play an offense. Now the Eagles do have a little bit of a situation. We have to see if Alshon Jeffrey is going to be playing or not. If he's playing, say you have him or oof, someone like Terry McLaurin, someone like that, would you rather pick play Terry McLaurin or Alshon? Hmm. I would think since the Redskins are playing the Giants and that horrible defense, I would probably pick McLaurin over Alshon just because you don't really know what's going to be happening with uh, Alshon, and uh, you don't want to see him re-aggravate his injury. But Deshaun Jackson is going to be out for the Eagles on this one. Um, Nelson Aguilar has looked decent. And then uh, Zach Ertz, because of this, Zach Ertz is probably going to be getting more attention. With the, the wide receiver issues going on, you, you would think Zach Ertz's uh, target production would go up. For the Packers, you have several different things to consider and things to worry about. I myself am one of them. I've been worried about um, Devontae Adams, and I've been worried about their quarterback, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers has has been 
um, reported to say that he wants to get the ball to Devontae Adams more. Well, cool. You're the quarterback. That's what you do. You throw the ball. This, this statement means absolutely nothing to me because you're the one with the ball, throwing the ball. You make the decision of who to throw it to. So to say that you want to get it to him more, that's kind of just putting words in a washing machine. It it goes nowhere. It's just, it's dumb. It's a very dumb statement. Now, he has been getting the... Uh, Devontae Adams hasn't been getting very good um, matchups. The Broncos, you have uh, a Pro Bowl guy lining up against him. And he also did against the Vikings and um, the Bears. The Eagles secondary is, is prone to attack. So maybe Devontae can finally show that, yes, he is the number one wide receiver. Uh, MBS, Marquez Valdez. About as Scantling has just been getting favorable matchups, and that's not something that is going to continue. Even though him or Geronimo Allison, I think it's clear at this point that that Geronimo Allison they have moved on from him as the number two wide receiver, and MVS is gonna he's probably still gonna get production in this game. As far as running backs go, you really don't know what's gonna happen. Um, they're doing this committee. A backfield between Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. Now, if they do like they did last week, I mean, great. Even though it was mostly catching the ball that that gave uh, Aaron Jones his his points, but just keep feeding him. He's a great running back. I really don't think this should be a game where you should worry too much, because. Even though the Eagles have a great uh, rushing defense, uh, they can they can use Aaron Jones in the passing game and get him going that way. So for the Redskins and Giants, I'm going to have to go faster on the on the rest of these matchups because uh, that was that was a matchup for tonight. So I wanted to stress a little bit on that one. As for the Redskins and the Giants, Daniel Jones has made Giants receivers interesting again. Uh, Golden Tate, after this week, he is going to be back. If you haven't picked him up, you should immediately. Because one thing that he can do that Eli apparently couldn't do was pass the ball and be a um, quarterback that could actually pass and run out of the pocket. Did you see that? Yes. He ran out of the pocket. He didn't just huddle down over the ball and take a hit and or just kneel down hoping that he wouldn't get sacked by by the big guy. Now he he kept the play going and he was able to find open receivers and make things happen. Uh, Sterling Shepard, his stock has gone up. Uh, Golden Tate, his stock has gone up. The only thing to consider is to pick up the uh, the Giants' uh, running back, the uh, their backup running back, because, yep, Saquon is out. And we're not entirely sure how long it's going to be right now because the injury that he sustained with the, the high ankle sprain, it could be several weeks or it could be more. 
it's it's a tricky injury. It's one of the more severe injuries of the ankle injuries. So we just have to keep a watch on that. But you could have a decent running back uh, right off the waivers. Now, I really have nothing else to say with the Redskins except play Terry McLaurin. He's the only person to, to even consider. Between the Chiefs and the Lions, um, TJ Hawkinson could have had three different touchdowns last week. One was, was called back. Two of them went right off of his fingertips. One of them should have been called, for sure. He just didn't catch it. I will still keep an eye on Hawkinson because he could turn into something if they keep feeding him the ball in the end zone. Because unless your name is Kittle or Ertz or a Kelsey or, um, oh, man, Waller. Yeah, Waller or Mark Andrews. You're not going to get any production from a tight end unless he's actually catching the ball in the end zone. That's where you get the points with the tight ends. You have to chase the touchdowns. So keep an eye on him. Uh on the other side of the ball, uh, that's pretty much all I would all I would look for. Um, I'm not going to play uh, Marvin Jones Jr. Galladay, yes, he would be in my lineup immediately, just because he's an auto start at this point. Um, and also, uh, carry on Johnson against the Chiefs, go for it. Uh, if they keep him in the game and stop being stupid with their how they use him, yeah, he could he could have a great game. With the Chiefs, it doesn't matter. If he, if he plays for Kansas City, play him. It's just that simple. Uh, you know the depth of, of our league and, and who all is a starter and who's not. If he's a starter, if he's going to be on the field, play him. Because it's a dart throw with Patrick Mahomes. You you could have the name of Robinson. You could have the name of, of just about anybody on that team. And you could get a 50-yard touchdown pass, and then all of a sudden you're in the lead. You're in the lead on in your matchup, just like that. So if they're, if they're a chief, play them. The next matchup is the Titans and Falcons. The only person playing for the Titans that I would want on my team is Delaney Walker. Uh, Derrick Henry, he's seeing less and less production because they're uh, Marcus Mariota. Well, what can I say? He's He's a second-rate quarterback. I can't believe that that him and the Heisman can be in the same sentence. It's, but sadly, it can be. He's horrible. Uh, he's destroying that team single-handedly. Uh, nobody else on that team has any value to me right now. Uh, Henry could have a great game here or there, but it's only because of game script. And if they're winning... Sure, he'll run the ball, but when when are the Titans going to be winning? For the Falcons, eh, man, if you have Calvin Ridley, play him. If you have uh, Devonta Freeman, play him. If you have Matt Ryan, play him. Julio Jones, auto start. It's, they throw the ball, and they throw the ball a lot. The running game, not so much. The reason why I say Freeman is because he's been getting more targets in the passing game, and that makes them relevant again. If they were just going to try to run them up the gut, that's a very bad plan, and it's not going to work because their offensive line is atrocious. 
And between the Browns and the Ravens, I don't think this is going to be a high-scoring game at all. It's uh, two fairly good uh, defenses. And one one team that has a very overrated offense because they have the names of Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry. Now, you would think with these two guys, uh, two LSU powerhouses on the same team, that it would mean something, except you have a, a quarterback with an overinflated ego that can't really throw the ball this year for some reason. It is ridiculous. Part of the problem is that the offensive line has him so scared that when it, within a second and a half after the snap, he's rolling out of the pocket to the right, which cuts the field in half. Uh, you're destroying your passing game because your quarterback is skittish now. Your offensive line is terrible. The Ravens should have a very good game against the Browns' um, offense. As far as defense goes, though, Lamar Jackson shows some signs of being shaky against Kansas City. Kansas City's defense is a laughingstock. Now, if you're stopping and throwing the ball across the field, to the other side of the field, which is a huge no-no. Yes, it worked out miraculously. But if that hadn't worked out, any other coach would be putting the man on the bench. And he did it twice. It's absurd. It's something you should never do that's backyard football that's not professional. I don't know what to think of Lamar Jackson right now. I have to I have to see what happens in this game to get a better idea of, of what to think on him. Between the Raiders and the Colts, if you have um oh man. <laughs> what is his name? Will knows his name, Josh Jacobs. If you have Josh Jacobs, if you have uh, Darren Waller, you're playing him. Um if you have Williams, you're playing him. Besides that, there's nobody else on the Raiders that you're playing. For the Colts, with T.Y. Hilton having this quad injury, somebody to be watching is Paris Campbell. Uh, Everybody thought that the Colts' offense was going to be horrible, but Jacoby Brissett has been winning games. And it it hasn't been on, on the back of Marlon Mack, who, yes, you should also play Marlon Mack. But Brissett's been passing the ball, and he's been passing well. I've been extremely surprised by Brissett. He's a a good, usable quarterback. Go with him. If if you need a quarterback this week, play Brissett. The Raiders the Raiders defense isn't that great. So go for it. He could he could have you give you a very manageable um very manageable game, especially since you're having bye weeks starting to come in. Patriots and Bills. If you have a Patriot on your team that's not a running back, play him. Uh, Josh Gordon, um, Julian Edelman, Tom Brady, play him. Even even Philip Dorsett is interesting now. But if you have anybody in the backfield from this team, stay away. The uh, the alert meter, the fear meter for Sony Michelle is very high right now. Um. And also Todd Gurley. I'll talk about that in a minute. But Todd Gurley and Sonny Michelle are kind of in the same boat. 
backs. Like they're they're good running backs, but they're just not being utilized the way that they were last year. Uh, Sonny Michelle was great in the playoffs last year when they used him as a running back. Yeah, uh, man, Rex Burkhead has been uh, showing out so much more than Sony this year. And with Todd Gurley, they've they've cut back with the screen game. So he's basically just there getting a paycheck right now. Uh, it's it's weird. It's very strange. The the amount of plays that they used to have last year with the Rams, it's been cut down to about twenty percent. The amount of um, screen game that they that they've played there, which was the reason they were killing teams last year. And now they're not doing it. Very strange. Anyways, um, I went off the rails on that one. For the Bills, if you have John Brown, play him. And besides that, that's about it. Uh, The Panthers and the Texans. Man. Um, Your DJ Moore, your... Christian McCaffrey, play him. Wait wait and see on Kyle Allen. I think Kyle Allen is actually going to be the quarterback moving forward for the Panthers. <coughs> Cam Newton has this Liz Frank injury with his ankle, which is exactly what he had before. They just wanted to call it an ankle injury, a foot injury, middle foot injury, which is what a Liz Frank injury is. It's just wanting to call it something else that doesn't sound as frightening. Now, just move on from Cam. Please, guys. Now, as a Saints fan, please keep him. But as a fantasy owner, just move on. For the Texans, you're going to play Deshaun Watson. You're going to play DeAndre Hopkins. And that's about it. I wouldn't play anybody else on the team. Chargers and Dolphins, let's just talk about the Chargers. The Dolphins are a wash. There's nobody fantasy relevant on the team. Um, let me see. If you have, you know, you have a big old feel, <laughs> your quarterback position, play him. Play him. Uh, Rivers is going to give you good numbers, as usual. He's just, he's a steady guy. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen has been targeted so many times. I watched the game last week, and it's like every single play, Keenan Allen had the ball getting off the field, getting off the uh, the ground. He would catch it over and over and over again. It was like there was nobody else on the team. And the only thing I could say about this with the Chargers is Eckler fans, Eckler fans and owners. Oh, you're you're an owner. That's why you're a fan of them. Uh, before before this year, you really weren't that big on Eckler. He was a flex play last year. Enjoy this week. Enjoy the possibility of maybe having some time with him next week. And then after that, he's going to be a flex play afterthought. It's going to go back to being the Melvin Gordon show as Melvin Gordon is coming back. It was uh, Ian Rappaport reported that Melvin Gordon is actually going to be um, coming and getting with the team today. So this week he won't be playing. 
They'll probably work him in slow the following week. And then after that, it's going to be the Melvin Gordon show. Uh, Eckler, you had a good run, and you got Eckler for cheap. So you were able to get some some cheap wins, some good wins, because he was very productive. But that's not going to continue. The Buccaneers and the Rams play everybody on the team. Even Todd Gurley, who I was bashing earlier, just because you never know what's going to happen there. But you paid so much for Gurley. You have to play him. With the Buccaneers, uh, if you have another option besides Winston, the the thing, I, I hate on Winston just because, yes, he has some great games, but then he has some horrible games. I like somebody who can be steady who I can uh, believe in more each week, and it's just not him. Now, Mike Evans, you're going to play him. Oh, man, you, Chris Godwin, you're going to play him. Uh, O.J. Howard is the, is the guy who you really have to watch out for because how he's playing and what you paid for him in the draft, more than likely, if you haven't already dropped him, you're considering it. So keep a watch on him. For the Rams, like I said, you got to be playing Gurley. I wouldn't be playing Jared Goff just because he's he seems to be hit and miss. Cooper Cup is the man. Of course, Robert Woods and and um, Brandon Cooks, you're going to be playing them as well. Seahawks and Cardinals. Do I have to talk about this game? I mean, Kyler Murray. He has not looked very good. The Seahawks are going to have an offensive explosion, which is crazy to say because it's the Seahawks and they're a run-first offense. Let's just wait and see if Chris Carson fumbles the ball again. So we should know between now and you know next week if we're going to be needing to look for Rashad Penny as the next uh, running back there for the, uh, the Seahawks. The Vikings and Bears. This is not a. This is not a, an exciting game at all. It's got to be a defensive matchup. Dalvin Cook is going to be stymied by the Bears. He might still get some some uh, breaking out into the open, and that's where he makes it all his damage. Of course, as a running back, but you you can't trust Kirk Cousins. You never could before, but definitely can against the Bears. And you can't trust anybody on the Bears to give you production either. Trubisky's a horrible quarterback. They're not going to make it far into the playoffs with Trubisky. He's not the answer. They need to look elsewhere. Jaguars and Broncos? That Go Minshew. Minshew's the man. And he is making the Jaguars wide receivers relevant again. It's, it is insane to say that. But it's true. So what you have to try to consider is, are you going to play D.D. Westbrook? Are you going to play D.J. Shark? I mean, the Broncos are are pretty good defense on the passing defense. One thing to note, though, if you want to play the Broncos defense against somebody this year, they have yet to, to make a sack this season, which is insane seeing all the talent they have on that side of the of the ball. They haven't sacked a single quarterback. The, the Bengals and the Steelers, I would start the Bengals, the, um, the Steelers' defense, just because, yes, 
the Bengals are going to throw the ball because that's just what they do now. They throw the ball, and when they think about it and try to consider how they can change their, their game plan, they throw the ball some more. But here's one thing. Andy Dalton does not play well on the road, which you've probably seen also from, from other games so far this year. And the Steelers love to sack the quarterback, and he takes a lot of sacks. Andy Dalton is sacked a lot. That's where you get your points, and he also throws picks. Now, yeah, they might be putting up points because they have to throw the ball all the time, but if you're getting interceptions or picks, I would take your chance on the Steelers' defense. Now, two players for the Steelers to be worried about, I'm worried about, is James Conner and Juju Smith-Schuster. James Conner and Juju, both of these guys, because Roethlisberger is out, you have to lower your expectations on them. Uh, James Conner's floor is lower. He's more of an RB2 now. And Juju is more of a wide receiver too now. He's he's not going to be the top wide receiver this season. Uh, he's, he's just going to be another wide receiver, sadly. Uh, this is not going to be the year where Juju breaks out as the new Antonio Brown for the Steelers. Though, I guess you could say nobody wants to be the next Antonio Brown as it as it sits right now. For the Bengals, um, I would play Tyler Boyd. I would play John Ross. And, of course, I would play Joe Mixon just because they're going to get theirs. This is going to be a passing game. So play those guys. Cowboys and Saints. Final matchup to talk about. Now, it happened. I said it would happen. With Drew Brees being out, they're gonna they're still gonna pass the game, but they're gonna rely on their stars, Michael Thomas and the big man himself, Alvin Kamara. Now Kamara got his and he's going to continue to get his. They're gonna have to lean on him heavily. Now the Cowboys have a pretty good defense. I mean, that's let's let's not forget this. They have a good defense. But I think that the Saints can get it done if they keep it to a low-scoring game. But that's the problem with the Cowboys' new offense. Dak Prescott, you're going to play him. He's throwing the ball everywhere. Um, man, Zeke, Zeke is going to get his. And just just play play everybody for the Cowboys and the Saints in this one, because I believe. You know, the ones who you're going to play are just going to be your main stars, and you're not going to really worry about anyone else. And I I believe that even though they're not going to get you huge production, you might see one or two that could get you the huge production. But overall, I think you'll be just middling ground. But it's it's not going to be numbers that you can say, uh, what happened, They, they busted. I don't think anybody in this game is going to bust. So those are those are my outlooks for this weekend. It's good to be back. I probably went way too long on this. But hopefully y'all will have a, a good Thursday. 
And I hope we enjoy some uh, some Thursday night football, some better football than than we've had to witness in Thursday night games so far this year. And y'all have a good day. All right.